Welcome to the I Love Alt Mortgages podcast, brought to you by Home Trust. And now, your host, Brennan Trenuth. Hey, Broker Nation, you are listening to I Love Alt Mortgages. I'm Brennan Trenuth, and on this episode, we have a guest host, Rose Butera, Director of Sales at Home Trust. Rose was named one of CMP's Women of Influence in 2021. Rose is known in the industry for her strong relationships with our brokers, which are built on mutual trust and strong communication. Her win as a team attitude applies not only to our brokers, but within our sales and underwriting teams. Today, she is here to interview Brian Leland, who has returned to home to serve as our new Executive Vice President of Underwriting. In this episode, Brian will speak about his new role and goals for Home Trust Underwriting Team. Plus, Rose and Brian will discuss their cohesive approach to sales and underwriting that allows them to provide you, the broker, the best experience at Home Trust. Okay, thank you, Brennan, and thank you, everyone, for joining us today. As Brennan mentioned, my name is Rose Butera. I am Director of Sales, and today's guest is Brian Leland. Hi, and welcome, Brian. Thanks, Rose. Okay, so, Brian, let's start with your journey back to Home Trust. I understand that you left Home Trust in 2004. I came in 2008, so I haven't quite met you, and we're so, so excited that you're back to lead the underwriting team and our funding team. Can you talk a little bit about what brought you back to Home Trust? I can probably talk more than a little bit about that, to be honest. I can probably <laughs> talk a lot about that. But, you know, I think first and foremost, I think of Home and Home is a pioneer in the alternative lending space and, you know, an early builder and a huge supporter of the Canadian Mortgage Broker Channel. And these things are very near and dear to me. I cut my teeth here at home and that really, really drew me to returning here to home. We've built an incredibly solid business here with mortgage brokers and not only built our own business on broker support, but also have helped many, many brokers build their own successful businesses. The people in the culture were an incredible lure here. I've known people here for many, many years. Great leadership from usury and right down through. So I think the people in the culture were a big part of me knowing that I was joining a strong and talented team here. Home, as well as a proven, resilient organization, just loaded with passionate, dedicated, and hardworking employees that show grit and determination and really do the right things and did the right things to preserve what we built here over the years. So from the outside looking in, I was impressed and I've just continued to affirm that impression every single day since being here for about the last three months. And I think lastly and most simply and you know to, to sort of talk business a little bit but to me there's a draw to being our own deposit taking institution. We source our own funds and we have an incredibly strong balance sheet and I think that creates loads of opportunity and potential for us to grow going forward. That's great, Brian. It means a lot to me to hear you speak about Home Trust that way. I'm very passionate about our company. I've been with the company 15 years. I love what I do. I love our broker partners and the relationships we've built over the many years. So it's really important that you see that, and that really is great. So knowing that there's a lot of brokers on the call right now, talk a little bit. What's your take on the increasing importance and the role of the broker channel over the years? 
I think it's growing increasingly important and will only continue to do so. We talk about you and I and, and the length of time we've been in the industry. If we look back at the number of players that there were in the early 2000s and we compare that to now and think about the number of lenders, the number of products, the difficulty in navigating that, trying to guide and aid borrowers, the rules and the complexities that B20 has created, a greater proportion of the population in Canada that are newer to Canada, Gen Zers, gig economy, business for self. I mean, the list goes on and on. And without mortgage brokers helping Canadians navigate these complexities, I don't know where many mortgage consumers would be without that. Yeah, true. Very true. So I'm not really sure if the listeners are aware that we do have offices coast to coast. And before the last lockdown, Brian, remember, I went out to visit BC because I recently hired two new BDMs and I heard that you were also going to be there. So I was quite excited. So tell us why you made a significant effort, you know, in a very difficult time to spend time and go out there to visit the broker partners across the country. And can you tell us why that matters to you and what you learned during those visits? Honestly, it's quite simple. I really wanted to meet our brokers, meet our partners, meet those that support us most in the markets. It wasn't just in BC. I was in Halifax for a broker event. I was in Montreal for a broker event and again in Vancouver for a broker event with you. And that was all within a week, week and a half, two week time span. So there's nothing better than boots on the ground, breaking bread with our broker partners. It also provided me the opportunity to meet my teams in each of those markets, which nothing to me more important than our people, whether it's our brokers that support us or the employees, colleagues, peers that support our objectives and the broker's objectives each and every day. So it was an opportunity to get to know the brokers and our people show gratitude for the continued support and trust in us that the brokers place and also to solicit feedback. I think oftentimes we think that we're doing everything right. And there's nothing better than standing shoulder to shoulder with some of our partners to ask, what can we do better? Not just what we're doing well. So that I think as new trends begin to emerge in our space and coming back a little bit to challenges, as things emerge, how can we help brokers conquer their daily challenges with our customers. Yeah, Brian, you know, I I love my job and I love what I do, but one of the biggest and most important things, and I agree with you here, is that being on the road, listening to the brokers was really important. So the role, my role as a director of sales, I still have that opportunity. And it's so important to go out. And I always say this to mortgage brokers, that's why we have so many BDMs on the road. We have them on the road for them to help them, to listen, to bring back the feedback so we learn from the feedback. We've actually created different solutions, better solutions, help get more resources out there to our broker partner. So it is so important. So it meant a lot to me when I saw that it was important to you to be out on the road and to visit the brokers and of course the team. So let's go back to, so you left back in 2004 and although it's only been a few months, like literally a few months that you've been back, Help us understand what are some of the changes you've seen so far, and maybe also tell us a little bit about what stayed the same at Home Trust. So the changes in Home Trust that you've noticed, and maybe 
what's remained the same? Yeah, this is a fun one actually for me. And, and it's an interesting I think, one. I've been I think, wanting to ask you this. I think too, many of our listeners, this will be fun for them as well because I'll throw out a few fun stats. But I left originally in early 2004. And I think it was the year prior in 2003 here at home, we just hit the billion dollars of originations mark. And we're a public company. Our originations are disclosed. I can't yet talk about 2021 just yet. But when I say that we were lending in Ontario and maybe a little bit in BC, we had one product and it was a celebration for a billion dollars. I think a lot of our listeners and brokers and staff will get excitement out of where we've come since then and the volumes that we're talking about. Our footprint has expanded nationally. I just had the opportunity to speak about where I had traveled in my first couple of weeks, literally coast to coast, talking about things well beyond just alternative mortgage lending, but our prime accelerator product, our ELV product, our credit cards, the list goes on and on. So I think it's just amazing to have seen such astounding growth, both from an origination standpoint, as well as a product offering standpoint. As well, when I left, we were fewer than 100 people. When I returned, we're approaching 1,000. And when I left, we were one portion of a floor at 145 King Street West. And we are now multiple levels within 145 King Street West. So while all of that has changed, what hasn't is how dedicated we continue to be to the broker channel and 100% devoted to the broker channel is the same as to our many faces that were here in 2004. So again, coming back to people, it was very exciting for me to see a number of the same faces here all these years later. And there are a number of them as well that obviously were smarter than I was because they knew this was the place to be. I had to go away for a little bit of time and figure that out and then return. So that's been a wonderful journey and I'm happy to be back with both change and many of the same things. I know this is a podcast and people can't see my face, but right now I'm just beaming with uh, what you're saying. I'm so happy, Brian, to hear that. And we've come a long way. We have to admit that's just like, wow, we've come a long way. I'm going to show my age a little bit. I've been in the industry for over 30 years. And I've had the pleasure to work with many, many great leaders, and I'm looking forward to working with you. So can you tell us what is it about your leadership style that lends well to the culture and the values at Home Trust? I think boiled down and condensed, the best way I can sum up my style would be one that's based on and big on trust. And I think that with the proper controls which we have and governance structure, which we have through our various lines of defense and so forth. Given that strength and the fact that that's in place, it really allows us as leaders to put trust in our employees, our peers and our colleagues, which I think is critical for a healthy and successful culture and really for sustainable growth within an organization. People have to know and feel as though they're trusted doing what they're doing. You know, I always talk about this. In order to have a great relationship, it all starts on trust. 
So our broker partners, us as colleagues, trust is a big, big factor. So I know, Brian, it's still new, but home trust does have many values. Which one of the home trust values really resonates with you the most? Mine, I'll be honest with you, is be proud of your home. I'm quite familiar, actually, before I answer that, with the values because I actually have a laminated plaque on my wall behind me that actually lists out what our values are. So that's helpful every day that I come in, I see that, and it really allows me to think about the importance of values within an organization. But to me, the one that I look at and probably puts the widest smile on my face is when is a team. To me, that transcends every function within the company, not just, and I know undoubtedly, and I hope talk more about this as time goes on here today in our cast, but when as a team transcends well beyond just the sales and the underwriting groups that I'd love to speak with you a little bit later on, but it's really every function within an organization. It has to include IT, has to include finance, uh, human resources, Risk and control functions are critical if we're not working with those functions to build the framework to allow us to grow and to lever off of is absolutely paramount to success. And if we're not all working together as a team, there's no way we'll execute in our goals and ambitions. And because we have so many values, I have to say that there's a very close second place to Which me one? would be amaze them every time. And again, I hope we can talk about this later, but I really, when I think about that, it all drives into service is how I think of amaze them every time. And I hope to you and I, perhaps not immediately just yet, but a little further on in our segment today, maybe we could touch on that. Okay, love it. So Brian, we're gonna shift a little bit to talk a little bit about leadership and focus. So I'm sure coming into this position, and it's a big position, that you had somewhat of a plan. What are some of the top priorities and how do you plan to tackle them? I don't know as I came in with a baked plan, to be honest. I'd done my homework. I knew what I was joining and I knew what I was joining was fabulous. Obviously, it wasn't until I was within the confines of the organization that I could truly really get a, an in-depth look at that. But I was immediately impressed with what I saw. So in my head, I wondered rather than obviously no wholesale or even small scale changes were required, but how can I enhance and augment and really tweak to again, coming back to service our service delivery while still obviously maintaining strong controls and risk mitigants in place. So some of my top priorities will be taking what in my past experiences I've created as I suppose in my own thoughts best practices how can I layer those onto our already tremendous best practices here to create something really really powerful for our employees that our brokers in the end will benefit from we're working on some really cool stuff here already that will elevate our tech capabilities. I think enabling us to be even faster and more communicative with our brokers. So that I'm quite excited about moving along just to really help create more value within our broker supporters organizations. 
And I think lastly, where can I see the biggest friction points in our business that might be standing in our way of better service delivery? I don't know what those all are just yet, but those are things that I'm looking for to try and take some of the grit off of that, smooth things out so there's as least friction as possible while still doing the right thing and choosing wisely. I'll come back to another value. That's how I think about my top priorities. Well, that's really great to hear because part of the feedback yeah, I've had in the past from our broker community is it's not about the rate. It's not about which lender pays me the most. It's about service. We know that it's very important to our broker partners that the service is there so they can get back to their clients because there's somebody else at the other end there waiting for the broker, you know, to get back to them with a commitment. So that really is important to not only the brokers, but also to us. Okay, so having spent so much time in the industry, this is really important too. What's different and unique about underwriting at Home Trust? I know you've been at different lenders, so give us a little bit of an understanding. What's a little bit different? Well, I'll come back to our values again, I think, on that one, to be quite frank, uh, because those are unique, those are ours, and they differentiate us. But I think ones I hadn't yet mentioned that resonate with me and I think will resonate with our brokers and probably very much resonate with you, Rose, are yeah. uncomplicate. And I think about that in the context of a deal and what that means to brokers and how we do a great job. And I hear it from our brokers. I heard it when I went coast to coast of how we help uncomplicate deals, unpack things, say yes first. That's another value that's unique. And yeah. it doesn't mean do the wrong deals. We start with a positive and a winning attitude and we may well work ourselves down the path of not being able to do it, but we approach every deal with the mindset that we can do it versus not being able to do it. And I think that's something I know we at home have a fabulous reputation for is uncomplicating and starting with yes, even though it may not be where we end up. I think to be able to choose wisely while uncomplicating with a say yes first mindset is incredibly difficult and we execute that to perfection. So I find that's unique. Choosing wisely is critical for long-term and sustained success of our business, but I think we recognize the importance of balancing that with other ingredients that will foster a growth environment or continue to foster a growth environment and culture here at home. That's great, Brian. So I've mentioned that in such a short period of time that I've met you because reality is I knew of you, but I didn't really know you. But in the short period of time that we have met and had a few discussions, I already can see the passion and the commitment that you have to the broker community. Can you talk to us a little bit about your view? This is very important to me because the view of underwriting and sales and the importance of us all working together will provide better service to our broker partners. Absolutely. We need to be hand in hand, arm in arm, in lockstep, sales and underwriting, finishing one another's sentences, whatever cliche we want to use to describe the relationship. It has to be there. Uh, again, it comes back to teamwork when you asked me about sort of what resonates most with me in terms of our values. It was when as a team, and this is a perfect example of where that's critical. But 
One interesting thing about the dynamic between sales and underwriting is when you think about it, each function requires the other in order to be successful. And one might look at that and say, well, how does that work both ways? But the way I think about it is without a sales team working the relationships and driving business into the shop, that creates an absence of deals. And in the absence of deals, underwriting serves very little function. So sales is critical to underwriting in that regard. And I think conversely, sales needs underwriting to perpetuate the service mantra throughout the deal life cycle. So I think that togetherness in those functions and each side recognizing the critical importance or the existence of the other really is what sets us up for success there. Yeah, it's true. And you know, Brian, this means a lot to me because I've worked for many different lenders as well in my 30 years in the industry. But when I got to home and I've been here, like I said, 15 years now, what I love is the respect that we have for each other, the respect that sales has for underwriting and underwriting has for sales. When someone says something nice about, oh, you know, uh, the salesperson was so great, the salesperson always quick to say, well, couldn't have done it without my underwriting team. So it really is a fantastic culture and uh, working together where there's no line between sales and underwriting and we all work together, meetings together, and you know, giving each other the feedback, which is important. Understanding underwriting, wanting to know who are our broker partners, who are our large broker partners who are committed to us. So we share all that information. So it is really important. So over the past few years, there's been a lot of changes. We can't deny that industry has changed. Brokers have had to pivot. They've had to adjust to all the many changes through COVID times. So now, what do you think are some of the major challenges brokers are facing in the industry? We touched on that a bit, I think, earlier. Just the number of lenders has got to be daunting for brokers to stay on top of which lenders provide the best product for certain clients. I think borrower demographics and customer demographics are changing significantly. So I think that picking a niche and finding a niche is probably very challenging and casting too wide a net over everything is probably quite challenging for brokers as well. I think layer on top of that, the pace of the change, not just the change, but the pace at which it's moving and to a large degree, technology moving that I think has got to be incredibly challenging for brokers, but at the same time, and on the flip side of that, is how technology can create more of an opportunity for brokers and enable them to cast that wider, broader net that I was speaking about, whether that's through lead gen or just using technology to build tools to essentially know and understand where a deal might fit for a particular client. I think as well, just knowing how attractive the space has been over the last few years and really last couple of decades, to be quite frank, we, we both talk about our time and experience in the industry and the number of brokers today versus five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago is astounding. And I think as there's more and more competition within the broker community, it, it does create a little bit more of a challenge for brokers to know where to differentiate themselves to really drive the value prop that they sell through to their potential customers. So how do you feel Home Trust plays a role in supporting the brokers through those challenges, Brian? 
Yeah, I think that it's continuing to be incredibly wired in to what the broker's needs are, Rose. And, you know, we can't be everything to every single broker and to build a business on what might not be a common ask probably doesn't make a lot of practical sense. But I think that being wired into knowing what their needs are, where their needs are, really helping speed to delivery. I think speed for brokers is powerful. And wherever we can best deliver on speed, whatever we need to be faster, I think is what we need to be thinking about. Okay, Brian, we're getting to the end now. This is the big one. So we want your vision. So what's your biggest dream for home trust and the financing role we play to Canadians across the country? That's a biggie. We could talk for another uh, half an hour on that, but you know, I'll sort of lay it out with my motherhood and apple pie statement and then bring that right into what I think is the most critical thing for us to really be thinking about. But the dream, as you asked, you know, we know what our strategy is. I think my biggest dream of being here and the vision is really to execute on what our strategic goals and objectives are, you know, to continue to have a talented and engaged workforce that's excited to contribute every single day, I think are three or four things that I would love to see us continue to excel on. I think that much of that is rocked through the service that we as a team, right through our organization, not just underwriters and mortgage officers, but our sales force, our underwriting force, our funders, right through, we mentioned teamwork earlier and how that transcends through an organization, but how can all eight, 900 employees here at home be contributing in a way that allows us on the front line to, you know, deliver the best possible service through to our mortgage brokers, I think is what will matter most. And I worry that you won't ask it, so I'm going to lead right into it, but a question I, I often get asked is, I've spoken a lot about service and every lender gets asked about service and talks about service. And, you know, if I were to be asked is how do I define good service or how do I think about service? To me, it's many things, but most importantly, the way I think about it, I mentioned say yes first earlier. I mean, that comes in the context of do the right thing, choose wisely, which are other values that we have. So that's critical. And I don't think it's what our brokers are necessarily looking for when, when they talk about service, but I think what they are looking for and what I want us to be best in class on is responsiveness, positivity, knowledge of our roles, positive attitudes, being as consistent as possible in a field where it's not always easy because every deal is different. But I think that that's really sort of the way I think about it is speed. What I often say to young underwriters and mortgage officers starting out, and I think this is the best way to contextualize it all, is the way to think about service is do everything you can to leave an impression with a broker that makes them want to call you on their next deal, whether it's a yes or a no. It's just craft yourself and shape yourself in a way that really makes brokers gravitate toward wanting to pick up the phone and call. 
and most importantly, add to the phone when it rings. Wow, thank you, Brian. That's amazing. I'm very excited to have you at Home Trust. Everything you just said is so important to all of us. So we really, really are thankful. Anyways, we just want to thank you because we know you're a busy guy and thank you for coming on our call today. And thank everyone out there for joining us today. Thanks so much, Rose. This has been great. Take care, guys. Bye now. Thanks for listening to this episode of I Love All Mortgages. Remember, we have new episodes every Tuesday. Please go rate, review, and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.